0: Now, now we're about to go somewhere, so who's ready to go somewhere in knowledge of the Word? If you're ready to learn, give the Lord a shout right now. Come on. All of my live stream friends, I'm so glad to have you. Isaiah declared these powerful words in Isaiah 61. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And my goal is by the end of this message for you to know who you are in Christ, and for you to understand the anointing that rests upon you. And if we're going to produce answers from another world, here's what we're going to need. We're going to need the anointing that comes from another world. Now, I've said it the last couple of weeks, and I want to reemphasize what God's anointing is. It's, it's his, his endorsement and his endowment. It's God's way of saying, not only have I chosen you to do a thing, I've empowered you to do this thing. I'm so glad that God doesn't let me get in a fight that he doesn't give me the anointing and the ability to win. Now, uh, we, we, I read a poll a while back that said most Americans, the overwhelming majority, way up in the 80-something percentile, say that they desire the anointing. The problem is they don't really understand what the anointing is. But we know that the anointing, the Bible said, is the yoke-breaking burden lifting power of God the things that would try to yoke you up and burden you down the anointing comes to give you power over these seasons and these situations and these circumstances and let's face it this world is in trouble Every time you watch the news, it seems like there's another tragedy that we are facing. We're troubled time and again when we watch what's going on on planet Earth and even in America. And these things trouble our hearts. And and what I know that we need, we need answers from another world. And these answers will only be produced by a church that is full of the anointing. And the good news is, God does an anoint a building, he anoints people. So you can say with confidence, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Now watch this, until we become cognizant of who we are, who has anointed us, and for what purpose we have been anointed, we will continue to be sucked down by the company that we keep. We'll continue to be sucked down into, into poverty thinking. Come on, in, into, into limitation thinking. Because we'll believe that we're destined to stay at this low place. But when we recognize that the anointing comes to break those yokes off of us and lift those burdens off of us, everything changes. Now in our point passage, Isaiah said something. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed Me Now check this out. This is also reemphasized by Jesus in Luke 4.18 when Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Jesus knew why he was anointed and for what purpose he was manifested on earth. And what I want you to know before you leave this room is what purpose you were manifested here on earth for. And I want you to know that whatever your assignment is, God has anointed you with the spirit and the power to do it. That's why I'm not going to sit around and panic over what I see happening on the earth. Because I know whatever is happening on planet earth, the church has the anointing to rise up and overcome it. Let me say this to you and not be cliche. If you are anointed, no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. That doesn't mean it won't be formed. Come on now. That doesn't mean that the enemy won't form attacks and weapons and strategies against you. But understand this, you can say to the enemy because I am anointed with the yoke destroying, burden lifting anointing. You can strategize, you can prepare every weapon you want against me, devil. You can bring your best weapons against my destiny, my future, my family and my purpose. But as long as I am anointed, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Bring what you got, dog, but no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Form it if you have to, but I'm still going to be and do and become all that God has for me because I am anointed with power from on high. Make a little noise if you believe it. All right. So... That's what Jesus said. This is what Isaiah declared. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, the word anoint here in Isaiah is translated from the Hebrew, the word mashach. Somebody say mashak. And Come on, you can say it. Say mashach. Mashach means to rub. It means to smear. It means to cover in order to consecrate. Consecration means to be set apart. It means that God has selected you. Now he's setting you apart. That's why you can't run with just everybody. Come on now. That's why you can't hang out with just everybody. That's why you get uncomfortable in certain situations because you've been set apart. Uh, You you don't want to go clubbing on Friday nights. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. Oh, it's got quiet in here. I must have struck a nerve. Come on. You don't want to be carrying on and acting the fool and gossiping and and being immoral and and bound up in fornication and and in compromise. and, And you don't want to hang out with people that think small and think doubt and think fear because there's an anointing on you that constantly pulls you higher. There's an anointing on you that causes you not to want to settle. There's an anointing on you that says, you know, my kids are lost right now but they are coming to Jesus in a mighty way. There's an anointing on you that says, even though I'm not financially where I want to be, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And my anointing is not a poverty mindset. My anointing is to know that God is going to bless me as long as I'm faithful to him. My anointing says I can't be bound up because I'm consecrated to be set apart. Now, here's what you've got to know in the Old Testament. Those who received the Moshox, they were, they were kings and priests chiefly and also prophets, but kings and priests were anointed specifically in the Old Testament. And isn't it amazing that when Peter talks about us in 1 Peter 2, 9, he refers to the church as a royal priesthood. He said, you are chosen. Somebody say, I'm chosen. Yeah, I've been selected, I've been set aside, I've been consecrated, I've been chosen, check it out now, as a royal kingly priest. Hallelujah. He said, I've been selected as a king and a priest. God has chosen you and He set you apart. Watch this, because He has an agenda for your life. Glory to God. Now here's the deal. Many want the blessings and the benefits and the breakthroughs that the anointing provides. They're just uninterested and unwilling to be set apart. But the prerequisite says, God, if you're going to anoint me, you're going to also set me apart. You're going to cause me to be different. And see, we cannot provide change in a world that we are the same as. I said, we cannot provide change in a world that we are the exact same as. So somebody should see something different about you. When they encounter you, they should see something different in your life. There should be something that marks you. There should be something upon you that works through you. And that something is the anointing. It is the moss shock. God, hallelujah. See, see, there are some things that that moshox, it separates you, it consecrates you. There's some things that you won't do because your anointing won't allow you to do it. Tell your neighbor, It's not you, it's me. Yeah, yeah, it's not you, it's me. There are people try to get you to be mad and act crazy and be upset and carry a grudge and act like them. At some point, you have to say, Baby, I'm sorry. My anointing has set me apart from all that. It's not you. it's me. You do what you got to do but there's something on my life that has taken me over here and, and I know. Tell your neighbor it's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's it's me. Now remember the anointing is both burden removing and yoke destroying. It is the power of God at work in your life. Make a little noise if you want the power of God at work in your life because he works by the anointing. And the Hebrew word for Mashiach is the root word for the word Mashiach. Now, this is where we're gonna go deep. Who wants to go deep? Mashiach means Messiah. I'm ready to get real with you now. I want you to understand who you are. The word Mashiach appears 39 times in the Old Testament. And all but two times it is translated into the English word anointing. Two times it's translated the word Messiah. But Mashiach literally means the Messiah or the Messiah's anointing. And isn't it amazing that it was translated there 39 times? Thirty-nine times you read the word "mashiach" and it relates directly to the anointing of Jesus. And then you study the New Testament, and the Bible says that he was beaten with thirty. 30- Nine stripes. And it tells me that there are 39 reasons that you need to claim healing in your body. That when you get sick, he was wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquities, the chastisement of your peace was laid upon him, and with his stripes, you are healed. I'm glad for an anointing that doesn't just give me chill bumps and make me excited and thrill me. I'm glad for an anointing that is practical and personal, that there is such an anointing on your life that you can lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. I wonder if there's anybody who believes that in your anointing there is healing for your family, healing for your past, healing for sick folk. Give God a praise if you believe that. I don't believe it's an accident that that was translated 39 times. Now this word "mashiach," it's a very powerful word. It literally means the anointing of the Messiah. Woo, glory to God. And in this room we know who the Messiah is. Who's the Messiah? Jesus. Come on, church folks, shout it out. Jesus. You're smarter than. Who is it? Jesus. Oh, come on now. We know that the anointed Messiah is none other than Jesus Christ. And here's where it gets real. We look at that kind of anointing and we say, man, we can never have that in our lives. We could never have what Jesus had. He's the Messiah. But you've got to understand that Jews absolutely do not believe that way. Jewish rabbis and sages and learned men, they don't believe that the anointing of the Messiah rests only on the Messiah. What Jews believe is this. They believe that anybody at any time who is Consecrated and separated and and willing to be used by Jehovah can rise up in the anointing of Mashiach, in the anointing of the Messiah. Mm, mm, mm. They believe it. You say, Well, Pastor, how do you know? Because of those 39 times that the word Mashiach is translated, it translates around individuals in the Old Testament. David operated with a Mashiach anointing. Saul operated with a Mashiach anointed. The great prophets had the Mashiach anointed on their lives. And here's what you've got to know. That anointing, though they were not the Messiah, they had the anointing of the Messiah on their lives. Ooh, glory to God. Though they were not Jesus, they believed that they could operate with the delivering, yoke-breaking burden-destroying, life-transforming power of the Messiah on their life. David believed it so much that David said in Psalms 1850, great deliverance, my, 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 he gives to his king and shows mercy to his anointed, to his mashiach. To his anointed one to the one who walks in the anointing of the messiah he said he gives it to his anointed to who to David and his descendants forevermore David said I'm the man I'm just a regular ordinary man but I believe that God you can anoint me even though I'm not the ultimate Messiah I believe that you can anoint me with the anointing of the Messiah. And when you anoint me with the anointing of the Messiah, he said great deliverance he gives to his kings and shows mercy to his anointing. Now it's about to get real. See, much of the church today has lost sight of the fact that the anointing brings great Deliverance. It doesn't matter what you're bound up by. It doesn't matter how deep the addiction is. It doesn't matter how deep the problem is. It doesn't matter how deep the connection has been. There is not any bondage that the anointing of the Messiah cannot break you free from. And he has anointed me And he has anointed you with the moshach The moshach of God The messianic anointing rest upon your life But the enemy wants you to think That your destiny is to remain in poverty Your destiny is to remain in addiction I worry about preachers nowadays That don't, oh, help me Holy Spirit That won't stand up and preach deliverance anymore When I was growing up I didn't just watch people get saved, I watched them get set free. I wouldn't give you two cents for a gospel that could save you and not set you free, that would leave you in your mess, that would leave you in your prison, that would leave you in your addiction, that would leave you in your sexual dysfunction, that would leave you bound up, that would leave you a crack addict. But I'm glad that when I am anointed with power from on high, that anointing breaks the yoke and lifts the burden. That's what I got. Tell your neighbor, that's what I have. (laughs) That messianic anointing. You think, well, you know what? My mama was broke, my grandma was broke, my great grandma was broke, so I'm gonna be broke. My, my daddy was an alcoholic, I'm gonna be alcoholic. My folks never owned a house, I'll rent all my life. My, 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 my brother's addicted, it's a family curse. It's a generational curse. And what we've started doing now in church rather than preach the delivering power of God, we let people say, Oh, you're okay. You're okay. It's it, it's okay to be bound, just don't stay bound. It's okay to be discouraged, don't stay discouraged. It's okay to be depressed, don't stay depressed. Well, Pastor, you don't know. You know, people there are people who are locked in in depression. They are just locked in tears. I can't make it. They're going to Walmart. Pushing their cart through the store. Let me get some Oreos. Let me get some Tostitos. Let me get some Cheerios. Let me get some Debbie cakes. I'm too tired to cook. Let me get some Polish fried chicken. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Uh. But you know what, I better get a Diet Coke because I'm trying to cut down. Liar, liar, pants on fire. After you've eaten Oreos and Ding Dongs and Debbie Cakes and fried chicken, don't you insult your body and give it a Diet Coke. You're all the way already in. Go ahead and drink you a Coke, baby. (laughs) Like, I go to Krispy Kreme, and they just cracks me up when I see somebody order a dozen donuts, and then they ask for Sweet Loaf for their coffee. Baby, you got 12,000 calories there. Finish it off. That was free. <laughs> Walking through Walmart, I'm just so depressed. My mom was depressed. I'm just bound by all this. Oh, it's stuff. It's hard. I'm climbing up on the rough side of the mountain. It's hard, Pastor. Then you get up to the to the counter and you put your stuff there. And, and the cashier looks at you and says, Are you okay? Yes, I'm a child of God. <laughs> I'm a servant of the most high God. Oh. It's rough, and I'm ready to give up, but I love Jesus. <laughs> and I go to Calvary. Don't say you go to Calvary. <laughs> tell him you go to Riverbend. <laughs> tell him you go to Greater Friendship. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Tell him, y'all, I'm just kidding. Tell him you, you go to Tomokin. I'm kidding. Kind of. What I'm trying to tell you is this. We need to preach great deliverance. God can deliver you from poverty. God can deliver you from addiction. God can deliver you from depression. It doesn't matter what has been in the generations before you. I rise to tell you that if he has anointed you, what rested on those before you will not rest on you because you are anointed. You can go to family reunion and everybody going crazy and messed up and drunk and half there. And they look at you and say, why don't you mess around with us? Why ain't you doing this? You just have to say, baby, it's not you. It's me somebody say great deliverance young person hear me God is a God of great deliverance don't let the don't let the the society we live in convince you that God still doesn't set people free now somebody say great deliverance not just deliverance but great deliverance now, the word deliverance means this from the Hebrew. It means salvation and setting free. Woo. Glory to God. Salvation and setting free, health, wealth, and victory. Now, it did rest on those with a messianic anointing, with a Mashiach anointing. When we have the anointing of Jesus that's on our lives, great deliverance will follow our lives somebody say he anointed me yeah put your hand on your chest and say he anointed me now we're gonna really get we're gonna really get in faith how many of you are ready to see some breakthroughs in your life right now come on put your hand on your chest and declare this say because or say it out loud say because I have the same the same the same the same the same Anointing as Jesus, I have the power to experience and produce supernatural, supernatural freedom, health, wealth, and victory. You don't have it yet. If you have the same anointing as Jesus, the same anointing as Jesus, you have the power to produce supernatural freedom, health, wealth, and victory. If you believe that, give the Lord a praise right now. Come on, if you believe that God can take you out of depression and into joy, out of poverty and into blessings, not so you can strut around or drive this or act like you're better than somebody else, but so you can bless the kingdom of God, if you believe he can bring you freedom and help, come on, I speak help to your body and mind, health to your family and mind, supernatural healing and abundance. It comes with the Mashiach anointing. Somebody give God praise. That's your anointing. Glory to God, take that devil. Now, I'm gonna go a little bit deeper. Who wants to go deeper? Okay, if somebody next to you looks bored, push them right now. Push them. No, you didn't do it. Push them right now. Make sure. All right, check this out Christians. Now now listen. Ooh. Are there any Christians in the room? Okay. Now, now we're Christians because we identify with Jesus Christ. And when we talk about Jesus, real often we don't just call him Jesus, we call him Jesus Christ. Mm. And some of y'all think you call him Jesus Christ because you're calling him by his first and last name. Yeah, Pastor, his first name is Jesus. and his last name is Christ. Kind of like you, Jim Rayleigh. He's Jesus Christ. That's not reality. See, Jesus was a very common name in the time that Christ was born. If it would have happened today, it would have listed several times on a school roll. You would see the name Jesus. It was a very common name. So. When they talked about Jesus, they didn't just call him Jesus, they called him Christ. And Christ literally means the anointed one. And when we call on Jesus, and when we call him Jesus Christ, we are just not calling him by his name. We are calling him by his title. We are saying you are Jesus, the anointed one. You see, Jesus was coming, and, and there were lots of Jesuses in the day. But what made Jesus so powerful was not that he was just Jesus. He was Jesus Christ, the anointed one. Oh, stay with me. See, see all, my, all my Latin people, you know there's a lot of Jesuses. We know many Jesuses, but there's only one Jesus Cristo. Do I have anybody in the room? There's only one Jesus, the anointed one. There's only one Jesus, the miracle worker. There's only one Jesus Cristo, the Waymaker, the Anointed One, the Body Healer, the crack deliverer, the marriage restorer, the, the, the mind, the mind soother, the family uniter. Come on. There's only one. Jesus Christos, Jesus Christ. There's only one anointed Jesus. It is the anointed That's why I don't have time for Buddha and Allah, and Krishna, and all those other guys. No, give me Jesus, give me Christ. I hook me in with the one who's able to take me out of the and clay. Hook me into the one who can deliver. Every time you call him Jesus Christ, you're saying he is the anointed one. So so here's the deal. Jesus was the Messiah. He is the Messiah. And God wants to place on you the Messiah's anointing. So you have to stop acting like you can't do the impossible. Stop believing that your destiny is to be bound up and depressed and uptight and upset and realize that there is the Mashiach anointing that can come on your life that is the anointing of Jesus David said in Psalms 84:9, Oh God, O oh God behold our shield and look upon the face of your anointed." The word anointed there is mashiach. He said don't see me like everybody else sees me. Don't see me as weak and limited but if I can get you to see me like I'm your anointed, if I can see, get you to see me like I, I can bring answers. If you can anoint me with a mashiach anointing then I'll be able to do anything. See that's when you get to a point where you say I don't care what everybody else thinks of me God but if you will look on me and you will see that I can do all things through Christ (laughs) through who? Mashiach, the Messiah the anointed one that power is resting on my life see me like him don't see me like me David said look on me like I'm him now who wants to go deeper make a little noise if you want to learn a little bit more come on we're learning push your neighbor say I'm learning yeah 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 you might be playing uh candy crush on your cell phone but I'm learning come on now watch this Jesus Christ, calling him by his title, reminding him every time you speak to him what he's able to do. Now check it out. When when in Antioch, the church began to rise, And folks started noticing what was going on in the church. They gave these people a title. It's the first place in the book of Acts, it's the first place where you ever see the term Christian in Antioch. Oh my Lord. Antioch means this. It means a speedy chariot. Something that goes very, 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 very fast. Something that gains acceleration. And there in Antioch was where the church accelerated. Help me, Holy Spirit. It's where things begin to speed up. And I was looking at that thing, and the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. He said, I'm bringing an Antioch anointing on my people for the last days. And there are things that's getting ready to speed up. There are things that have taken you a long time to get to where you are. And it looks like in the natural realm that it should take another year, another two years, another five years. You're not ready. But God said, no, I'm about to release an Antioch anointing it was like the church began to speed up and I don't know who I'm talking to right now but there are some people that are getting ready to step into an Antioch season you're about to see your children come in quickly, you're about to see those chains break off of your family quickly you're about to see financial situations turn around quickly God is about to bring revival quickly and he's going to bring it on the he's going to bring it on those that are anointed with power from on high Tell your neighbor, say, I'm ready. I'm ready. See, see, when they call them Christians at the place where things sped up, I don't know about you, but Pastor Troy, I'm ready for things to speed up. I don't know about you, Pastor, but I'm ready for things to speed up. I don't know about you, Mama, but I'm ready for things to speed up. There's some things I fought at the beginning of the year that I'm not going to fight at the end of the year. There, there's some things, I, the, the fear is broken off my life. The doubt, the anxiety, the worry, the mascot is speeding me into a new season. I've got the Messiah's anointing. I'm telling you there are things that you cried over in January of 2016, you're gonna shout over in December of 2016. How is it going to happen? Because you're going to realize through this revelation who you are. Now, Christians were known as followers of the Messiah, the anointed one who carried the same anointing as the Messiah. Ugh. Come on now. So, so when they called them Christians, they didn't say, you know, you know, you just a church. you just little Jesuses. No, they said, you Christians. Watch them Christians, help me, Holy Spirit. Think about it. When they called them Christians, they were saying the same thing that rested on Christ (laughs) rests on them. The the same things that Christ could do, they can do. Uh, The same things that Christ was able to accomplish, they are able to accomplish. And Jesus said, even greater works will you do in my name. So think about it. Every time you say, I am a Christian, you are saying, I am anointed. Every time you identify yourself as a Christian, you are saying, I am anointed. Every time somebody looks at you and says, where do you go to church? You say, well, I go to church here, but more than I'm not just a churchgoer. Oh, come on somebody, I, I am a Christian. Before I'm anything else, I am a Christian. See, we've got a world that has kind of lost its way and we think, you know, well, I'm Kojic and, and I'm, I'm COG, I'm Church of God. I, I'm Assembly of God. I, I'm, a, I'm Methodist, I'm Catholic. Come on, I'm Episcopalian. I'm this, I'm that. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm an Independent. It's quiet in this church. Just a minute ago we were saying every praise is to our God. you have got to run all over the building. But now I'm trying to tell you that there's a title that has been bestowed on you that is greater than your denominational affiliation, greater than your political persuasion, and it is that power that says, I am a Christian, so no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. I am a Christian before I'm anything else. I want all the Christians to make a little noise in the room right now. Touch four or five people and say, I am a Christian. I am a Christian. I am anointed for this season with power from on high. Are you sick? I'm a Christian. Are you broke? I'm a Christian. Are you bound? I'm a Christian. I'm just what you've been looking for. I'm just what you've been looking for. I'm just what you've been looking for. The anointing is on me to break the power of addiction off of your life. The anointing is on me to see your sick body get well. All the Christians give God a shout. There's no title, no affiliation, no identification that holds a candle to your primary identity. One, two, three, all the Christians make some noise. Now, stand up, stand up. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. So I've got the Mashiach, the Mashiach. Somebody say Mashiach. I'm a Christian. Woo. Whatever was on Christ, I said, whatever is on Christ, I said, whatever is on Christ is on me. Oh, Jesus! The Spirit of the Lord is upon Isaiah 61 one, The Spirit of the Lord is upon. The Spirit of the Lord is upon. Tell your neighbor, me, me, me me the spirit of the Lord is upon because he has anointed the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed the mashiach is on me the messiah's anointing is on me the yoke destroying anointing is on me that's why if you know me i am a christian are there any christians in the room Oh, Lordy. And there is something about being a Christian that makes you different than everybody else. There is something about being a Christian that won't allow you to do everything that everybody else is doing. There is something about being a Christian because you have the marshy act of God. You tell a girl, you're fine. I'm not saying you don't look good. But I can't have a booty call with you Because I am a mashiach I am It's not you It's me It's not you It's me I ain't saying that you don't look good But it's not you It's me I can't get caught up in that addiction with you I can't be clubbing every weekend. I mean, I like you, but it's not you. Touch three people and say it's not you, it's me. I can't run with compromisers. Oh, it's not you, it's me. I can't run with doubters. It's not you, it's me. I can't run with church hoppers i can't run with people who go to church here one month and there the next month and then there's somewhere else some of y'all need to get a revolving door put in churches because you're here and you're there but you say no 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 it's not you it's me i gotta get grounded i gotta get rooted i gotta get push your neighbor and say it's not you it's me i can't connect with small thinkers it's not you it's me I can't connect with people who are caught up with foolish arguments. It's not you. Push somebody and say, it's me. It's me. He has anointed me. My purpose is too great. Make a little noise in the room. It's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's me. I'm not saying I don't like you, but it's not you, it's me. There is something greater in my life. Thank you so much for listening to the Calvary Christian Center podcast. To learn more, visit us at calvaryfl.com.